Hey, welcome back to Everyday Economics, the podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics and podcasts such as this one, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording today's episode on Friday, April 28th. And joining me as always, my dear friend, Dr. Orfe Devangive, PhD economist. Dr. O, wanted to talk to you. The PCE report came out today and it's hanging around 4.6%. was supposed to come in about 4.5%. The average person might look at that and say, that's not a huge difference. But the problem is that number is supposed to be going down and it isn't. So let's talk about what is PCE, and then let's talk about why the Federal Reserve cares so much about this number. The number itself is not, uh, is not I, I don't think it's terrible at all. In fact, I, I saw it very differently. You know, if you look at last month, we were at around 5.1% year over year headline. Headline PCE fell to 4% this month. You know, it's, it's falling. You know, the, we're, we've gone from 5% last month to 4.2%. My, I'm sorry, 4.2% headline PCE. And then you have core PCE, which was, I believe, 4.7% last month, down to 46 So it's a small decrease. I think a lot of people will say, well, it's not falling fast enough, given that the Fed is trying to get that number down to 2%. And so, yeah, I mean, I mean the disinflation is still underway. It might be slow to come down, but it's still underway. I mean, look, you have a cooling labor market. You have lower than expected economic growth in the first quarter. Yesterday's numbers showed the economy is growing at a pace of 1.1% for the year in the first quarter. You have a slew of Leading indicators that show that that point to faster disinflation to come. You have a cooling labor market. You have you also have service inflation finally turning the corner, edging down from five point eight percent in February to five point five percent in March. By the way, services the services sector were, uh, prices were going up and up and up, even though goods disinflation was very much underway. You know when when this whole thing started. Annual goods inflation slowed further to 1.6% in March. So, you know, you're still seeing consumers are spending less and less on goods, spending on services, but that's also coming down. Part of the problem in the services sector was a very tight labor market. You know, the, the, the persistent supply side challenges that caused, you know, a labor intensive services industry to have more than, you know, excess demand and not enough workers to fill those jobs. And those tight and that tight labor market fueled uh, wage growth and resulted in higher, you know, higher employment compensation and, and, you know, as a result. And so all of that is turning the corner. And because it's turning a corner, I'm actually pretty optimistic that we're going to see uh, further disinflation. Now, the, the big question, I think, for everyone, including myself, uh, should be how far below zero will we get, will we have to get before inflation returns to that 2% target? So we talk, I mean, can we just get in for the benefit of people that are just trying to make sense of the, of the many acronyms that we use? What's all calculated into PCE? And again, go back to that original question I had. Why does, why does the Fed pay close attention to this number? PCE stands for personal consumption expenditure. 
is the value of the goods and services purchased by or on behalf of persons who reside in the United States. So it's actually like U.S. consumption. Very, very important. Core PCE strips out, you know, some of those volatile components like food and energy and the prices of government set prices, right? Prices that are set by the government. And so it gives us a very good look at American consumers and how much they're spending out there, right? And of course, if you have demand increasing much faster than supply, you end up with faster increases, price increases, and, uh, and an inflationary issue. So that kind of sums it up. Now, why does the Fed care so much about core PCE? Yeah, talk to me about that. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. So, so core PCE is it, it, policymakers care about core PCE because it gets rid of a you know it, it does it strips out food and energy and you really really gives you a, a clear a clearer picture about the stuff that might actually be sticky. So like, in other words, we don't want, you know, we don't want inflation hovering at 4.6%. We want it to go down to 2%. So we want to set, figure out, okay, what's, what in that number is going to be sticky? What in that number is not going to come down despite all of our efforts? And do we need to continue to apply the brakes or not? If inflation was mostly driven by food and energy, then the Fed wouldn't be so worried about inflation. The fact that inflation is driven by other factors that are somewhat stickier is why the Fed is a little bit worried about inflation and has to apply the brakes. And so that's why we strip out food and energy, which tend to be highly volatile, depending on you know supply factors uh, that sometimes are completely out of our control, like, for example, OPEC reducing uh, you know, the supply of oil, for example, right? Uh, stripping out those factors to focus on the part that we can control to some extent is why, uh, is why we look at core PC. Well, I appreciate your thoughts and insights as always for RFAD Bungie. This has been Chris Krug, subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com. 